Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for another Authors Tuesday. Today I'm delighted to be welcome back Declan, Declan uh, Cousin, back on the podcast for the second time. Um, he's published his second book, so thanks a lot for joining me again, Declan. Thanks very much for joining Thank me. Thank you, the pleasure is mine. Yeah, no, so welcome back. Uh, and so we'll probably just um, start by talking about the second book you have out there. The second book, sorry, the second book. Okay, second so the second book. book, if anyone wants to see it here, it's named Blood and Gears. Very good. Uh, um, essentially, it can be best described of what happened, what would happen if Rudyard Kipling and Robert A. Heinlein wrote a book together. That's the best. In, in many ways, it's, it's basically... So to give a simple plot summary, the story follows um, a 19-year-old New Yorker named Zach who is conscripted into this army that's the legion so to give some context it's you have this world government named terra um which okay. is yeah. fighting it's centered in london but it's a world government and it's fighting these what are called machines which are essentially these robots that were built during the third world war but turned against humanity so it's a pretty but the main plot that's just the backdrop the main plot is a war is basically that our hero zach is conscripted into this into the main military, which is the Legion. It's this military, basically, of superhuman men, essentially, who fight this war. And after a battle goes terribly wrong, um, Zach finds a young boy named Dimitri, who's separated from his parents. Um, and basically, Zach and his squad, they get cut off from the military, and they go on this quest to basically return the boy to his parents. There's other stuff happening in the book, but that's the simple summary of what the kind of a simple summary of what this book is about. Great, great. And um, how long did it take you to write this book? That one, I'll be working on this one. That's an interesting saga because I actually started, the first time I had the idea for this book was in 2017. So I was like 17 years old in my second last year of of secondary school. I was still doing my leaving cert when I started work on this. I started by writing kind of extracts of like what different scenes. And then um, what I did after that is that I pieced all these extracts together um, while on a holiday in Rome. So it's like it was during particularly hot summer in Rome and... I pieced okay. the book together there. And then after that, it was really a long saga of getting it copy edited, getting it improved, expanding on the lore. Like, I mean, although I had started writing the book, like a lot of the concept, the deeper concepts and lore of the book didn't come till much later. Like I didn't even call the nation Terra until like 2018. So it was like actually during Storm Emma's when I first started writing the lore about that before that it was just humanity, but I just needed to give the nation a name. Okay. And so yeah. So do you think they kind of changed? Uh, not that not the story didn't change much, but it kind of kind of um as you it went expanded. on, it, it, built, it expanded. Yeah, it expanded. It built yeah, up. It yeah. kind of like the characters themselves. Like it, it's what it what happens when you have something that you start. And then it's like yeah. between 2017 and 2023, like it's like the production process is absolutely going to change. Yeah. Is it a novel or a book? Um, definitely. 
I would know the difference. I mean, it's a novel in that it's not a class. It's not like the early strange, which was just a collection of short stories. This is a firm novel with it. So more cohesive yeah. narrative, which I have to admit, not only made it easier to promote because I knew exactly what to explain, but also as you can see with the cover. So I just want to give a shout out that this cover was designed by my dad. And um, he painted that. It was an oil painting by him. And what we did then is that we got it scanned in the Copper House. And I used that cover, that painting as a model for my book cover. That's brilliant art, isn't it? That's really yes, it is. Art. It is. Well, that's why I want to promote it. But it's just so that you know that this was painted by my dad. Yeah, yeah. Got it. And He's an artist. Your dad does. Is that yes. Or books. It is. Yeah, yeah. He paints. He mo What's interesting is that he, he mostly paints paintings of like horses or the landscape or like maybe a sailing boat. So it's obviously it was a challenge for him to paint. You know, this is a very different kind of painting where it's like, but it worked out. Yeah, well, that's great to have family involved as well. I, yes, it is. That's Trust brilliant. me, it's yeah. a massive booster. Yeah, great. And how are you promoting the book, Declan? Um. For people are listening, what ways have you found yeah. the best way to promote it? Oh, that's going to be a difficult one because I'm sorry, this is going to be a difficult thing to answer because I think the first is that I'm spreading among family and friends and people exactly. I know. That's my first part. The second thing I'm doing is that I'm hoping to upload it onto a site called Ingram Spark, which is a site that allow you to distribute the book. I tried it to begin with, but I messed up the process. So I'm basically hoping to fix, but that's just something I'm working on and fixing okay, up at yeah. the moment in hope that I can promote it. Um, I learned some hard lessons along that way, along the way there. Um, another thing is uh, that I've done to promote is um, I've submitted it to the Book of the Year Awards on Reader's Favourite or Author's Favourite. I don't know if you're aware of that site. It's a no. site where you can promote your book um, or at least hopefully get a review. Well, so often you have to pay, but basically they have a, oh, oh, yeah, they have an award. And so I submitted the Blood and Gears for that. Great stuff. That's brilliant. That's a look. That sounds like a great I mean, thank to... you. I mean, yeah, I, I hope, like, I don't think it's the best advice exactly. I'm sure there are people who are much better at marketing yeah. self-published books than i am yeah, but yeah. yeah and i've also uploaded it onto goodreads i mean that's another thing i've done great stuff yeah because the more more um angles you cover the better for yourself isn't it really yeah well that's the yeah. idea it's like that's the plan i mean that's why i'm even yeah this is why i was kind of eager yeah. to get on this podcast again to talk about the book yeah brilliant and come here um have you uh have you approach libraries yourself have you thought about the libraries aspect i haven't yet okay yeah yeah that's that's might be an idea for you uh mm. library thing but um yeah. as well as as well as that the um like i was going to ask you as well uh when's the book launch have you have you organized the book launch for it? i'm afraid i haven't had time to that because i've also been searching for work and okay um so yeah. like now eventually what i'm doing now is that i'm going to be working in france for three weeks um okay. this is going off way off topic but it's just so that you explain it yeah great and w would you like to maybe read um you know the, the summary of the book for people to get a feel for it like you know you look at the back page so people kind of okay 
Well, yeah, I'll give you, sure. Um, so just the back page, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just well, the summary of it. Yeah. Here we go. Brace yourself. Um, in the wake of World War III, the militaristic state of terror is the last ba major bastion of human civilization, and its main army is the Legion, comprised of a race of genetically modified superhuman men known as Legionnaires, who are currently engaged in a total war with the armies of so-called machines, a race of robotic monsters. Amidst the chaos, 19-year-old Zach Harker is pressed into the Legion, where he fights a battle not only in the name of humanity, but in the name of his honor and principles as well. Very good, very good. Yeah, that, that sounds good. hope that was, was uh, a good mark. Has, uh, yeah, it has a movie written all over, you know, it's like a movie. <laughs> yeah, um, oh yes. Yeah. yeah, great stuff. Definitely, definitely worth going on that, that channel, you know. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. And do you think uh, any movies or books like that have inspired you of this book through the years of writing it? I probably go horse mentioning the name of books and movies and play and like epics. I mean, I mean, probably. I think one of the main things that motivated me to write this book was that there were two particular genres that I liked when I was much younger, both as a boy and as an adolescent. The first genre would probably have been like TV shows science fiction team TV shows like the Thunderbirds. I might've mentioned these shows before, but like, so shows where it's yeah. like, you're in this world full of technology and machines yeah. and scythe and tech. Yeah. But the other genre that inspired me, as I, like I mentioned Rudyard Kipling earlier, but essentially another genre that I enjoyed watching as a child, but particularly as an adolescent were like old war movies, like Zulu or 55 days of Peking or David Lean's films. If you've, watch some of them, like oldie, real oldies, like Lawrence of Arabia or Bridge Over the River Kwai, um, movies like that. And they were like, they're pretty solid movies like that of World War II as well. That had a boat, so I decided, I think at one point, another thing that inspired me because a lot of inspiration were um, some of the movies that were historical epics, like um, there's a movie that you probably haven't known about but it certainly had a profound impact on the way I wrote this book called, I think it was called Centurion. It's basically based that. on the legend of the Lost Legion. And so mm -hmm. we're like, you know, and if you read my Blood and Gears, you'll see some parallels between some of the stories around that, where it's like you have these very tough, manly guys. They're cut off in a wilderness from the rest of their people and the rest of their army. And it's like they have to find their way back to civilization. I mean, another yeah. thing that another thing that inspired me was also a lot of what would be called in the 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 epic, um, heroic epics. So we can think of, for example, Beowulf. Um, if you've heard, I'm sure we're aware of that story. It's like Beowulf, or um, a lot of North. You have Norse sagas, or um. Another, a probably more famous and more familiar one would be one that's written way later would be um, The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, probably the quintessential course. epic, The Lord of the Rings. And I'm certainly not on the scale of Tolkien. I cannot make up new languages and new place the way he did. But I guess in my own sense, I did want to combine because that was another thing I enjoyed, especially as an adolescent, was The Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, yeah. 
particularly the original stories. And yeah, so I guess there was a certain sense I wanted to translate some of those ideas and themes that Tolkien had into a science, into a more modern technologically advanced setting. And so I, I don't know that, that I mean, I'd be going boards if I was to come up with like another, yeah, another influence course, I might yeah. as well mention. Another influence I might as well mention is much more modern than the epic is what was called at the time or what is, uh, I think it was called the boys book. Um, so this was in the late 19th, particularly the Victor in Victorian England and even in Edwardian England, there was this genre of books often about men in the empire somewhere. And it's like there were these military teams, texts, adventure stories like King Solomon's Mines um, by Ryder oh, Haggard. Yeah. Or um, there was Kim by Rudyard Kipling, um, which was basically the story of a young Irish orphan who he grows up in the British Raj and he becomes some sort of agent in the Raj. So the Raj, by the way, was this British rule in India. It was this entity that represented British authority in India at the time when Britain was this big empire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, that's actually up for spending because I suppose people that are listening and watching this podcast um, would think of stuff they liked and then relate to your book as well. So that's, that's great. Thanks a lot for yeah. that. You know? Well, yeah. I did myself when I was growing up. It's like, as I said, like I drew a lot, which I think most novelists do. It's like you draw a lot on what came before you know yeah, if you look at yeah. someone like J.R. Tolkien he drew all of his favorite texts one of his were the poems of the Anglo-Saxons like Beowulf or the Wanderer and he drew a lot on that he drew a lot on Anglo-Saxon and British mythology when it came to crafting the Lord of the Rings because that was his passion mm. yeah not quite and have you got a good response from Goodwill yourself Beckham have you um what have you got a good response so far? Afraid not. Um, again, it's hard to get yourself out there because you're just millions of competition. I don't. I think it's like oh, you have yeah. to get yourself noticed. It's like so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah. hope to over time, but I think that's going to take a a long haul. <laughs> yeah, but I think a good way of uh, a girl who was on the podcast previously, Declan, she made a good point of you just have to kind of go off in your car or go out for the day. And bring the book with you and like bring it to different libraries. Well, that's what I did. Bookstores. I mean, that's what I've done so far. And I'm hoping when I go to France, I'll be able to bring bring that yeah. bring some copies of that book. I bought all her copies, so I hope to spread the word. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, I can put it on my podcast, the links and the the um information sure. about it as well for people to Thank buy you. It. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's not that's I'm glad to be be of service as they say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, great stuff, yeah. And what else you, what's next for yourself? Are you working on much more stuff? Because um the the meetup every Saturday, the Ink Slingers is great for inspiration, isn't it? Yeah, well another uh, what I'm doing mostly is that I'm going through some of my older manuscripts and hoping to get them out. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure what I'll be doing next because I mean this was kind of my big one. Blood and Gears was very much my big one. And yeah, yeah. and so what I'll be doing next, however, what I might be doing next is a story that's actually gonna be quite different. It's called so far my working title for it is called I think it's called the Cleve Sullis. So like it's that I know that's an Irish word for literally sort of light. 
And it's more of, it's less of a science fiction epic and more of a pulpy adventure story um, set in Ireland, as you can guess, with the Irish name. Yeah, um, yeah, put it, yeah. I won't give too much of it away of what happens because I, it, oh, it'll probably, no. so it's not give too much, but essentially it follows, it follows a young villager named Damien O'Leary, who's essentially a peasant living in 1940s Ireland, so like at the early 20th century. And in desperation to find work, he's gone digging up this magic sword while he's part of an expedition. There's this, so there's, so there's this English squire named Eric who is looking for this magical sword. And basically, but Damien's determination to find the sword earns the respect, earns the squire's respect for him, and they essentially form a friendship and a bond. Would have went into that, um, what, what you've written there. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of research. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always have more people that do all that research, so um, it's it's great to I'd say it's great to actually have the final product from doing all the research. So well done, yeah. well done with that. Oh, it is. I mean, but yeah, that's the second. I mean, there's some others on the way. Mm -hmm. Um, there's some others on the way, but again, it, it takes time to publish a book like this. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And have you have you tried um, the the publishing route at all, Beckham? Have you have you? Well, I this is one of the reasons why I turned to self publishing is that I, I you know I tried so I tried going down the mainstream publishing route with a lot of my books, which Blood and Gears most notably. Like this is a book I've actually tried to get published a lot before I self published it. Indeed, I was a bit afraid to self publish it because it was quite a big book. Um, and, but ultimately I just kept getting turned down. I just kept getting rejected for various reasons, or sometimes like you submit your thing into the void and it would be like, you shoot something out into the void and it doesn't come back. Um, so, I mean, I turned to self-publishing because even if it was a hard route, you knew your stuff was going to be out there. Exactly. Yeah. Great stuff. No, it's a great, it's a great avenue. I think it's, it's a great, great way to get the, get the stuff out there. Hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks a lot for coming on and, and sharing all about the book. Um, that you're always welcome. On. It's great to have you back on again. And um, anything, anything you're 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 doing, just share and put on the the channel for people to find. And then look, I wish you all the success in the book as well. That sure. Mhm. Mm but um, I'm sure we'll we'll meet up like in the East Slingers every Saturday. The, the stories right there are brilliant. Like, you know, I look, I look yeah, well, a lot of them are based on manuscripts I've already written. A lot of what I've read during those sessions are based on manuscripts. Great to get a sneak peek. Great to get a sneak peek of what you do. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, that's what I hope to do. I mean. But, uh, yeah, but listen, the best of luck and thanks, Declan, for joining me. Thank you. So that was Declan Cousin, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the podcast, the review. So join us again next time and take good care of yourselves. Thanks, Declan. Bye. Hello, everyone. Mark here. Thank you for watching another episode of my Authors Tuesday podcast. I recently published a book of children's stories called The Adventures of Larry Lampos and Friends. The book began life as bedtime stories I wrote for my own children. 
If you'd like to purchase my book, follow the link in the description box below. By buying my book, you are also supporting my podcast series for authors, which is giving a voice to writers in Ireland and across the world. Thank you.